0: they'll tell me like you know i want to stay in this job because of x y and z and then i'm like bullshit <laughs> 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 not literally but i'm like really though really like i'll continue to ask them like probing
1: questions. hey dustin Hey Crystal, hey Me searchers, you're listening to the Mesearch Podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo.
2: And I am Crystal Tugatti.
1: <laughs> On this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community.
2: We also unpack important issues, learn, and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. Mm. And who uh, Filipino? Is that what she said?
1: I said hooty-hoo. Oh, I
2: thought you said Filipino. And I'm like, oh, okay, that that's, so that's a fun choice. <laughs> um, So today we are talking about bringing our authentic selves to work. Okay. Ooh okay and to join us in this conversation is ariana de la rosa who was a guest in our season two episode called why are values and networking important for young professionals welcome back to the show ariana
0: thank you thank you you. (laughs) i'm so excited to be here I'm in a sugar rush right now. I just ate Filipino flan. I am ready mm. to have this conversation. Okay.
2: Oh we love it. We love a flan moment. We will love an Ariano moment. I Ooh. love flan. Thank you. Thank you. Yes.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Where did you get the flan? Oh, yes. Good question. Tell us about that first.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is actually a buco pandan flavored flan. <sighs> and... Uh, Uh, I got it at a place called Solid Coffee Roasters, but they used (gasps) to be known as Frankie and Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Is that in Cerritos? I think they have a location in Cerritos. They also have a location in Silver Lake, which is the one I went (gasps) to. And yeah, they were known as Frankie and Lucy at first. So they have like Filipino desserts and now they're (gasps) solid coffee roasters. And they still have Filipino desserts as well as coffee drinks. So yes, very very good
1: place, very good uh, flan. Okay,
0: good to know. Good to mm-hmm. know. Ooh, that's just a little drive
2: for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> drive for the flan. Driving for the flan.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So again, welcome back, Ariana. So good to have you here. Um, last time you were here, we learned all about your career coaching business. Um, and from that, we learned that you've had a ton of experience guiding young professionals through their, through their career journey. So what we want to talk to you about today and what we want to get your opinion on um, is about being authentic in the workplace. So what does that mean to you? What does being authentic at work mean mm-hmm. to you?
0: Yes, I love this topic. Also, because this word authenticity, I feel like is becoming a buzzword, mm-hmm. so it, especially to young folks, I think we can question what does that actually mean? And to put it very simply, I would define authenticity as being and reclaiming who we are. And I think reclaiming is really important, especially because the folks that I do coach are first generation professionals of color. And what I notice is a lot of us follow a specific path. We stick with the path and then we become that path. And in the pursuit of becoming that path, we lose parts of who we are. And who we are is defined by our culture, our upbringing, values, passion, interests, motivations, et cetera. And I think being authentic is actually having the agency to even be authentic in the workplace because I'ma be real, some places are not safe to be fully authentic. So I think Mm -hmm. with authenticity, it's about one, like knowing who you are, make sure that's not lost. And if it is lost, it's worth going through that journey, like that inner work to reconnect with yourself. Mm -hmm. And once you really know who you are, how much of that do you actually want in the workplace? How much of that feels safe in the workplace? And it's also okay to assess and choose like what is authentic. So I, I guess I share this because I I know that just fully being yourself sometimes can be really hard and in some spaces, not as welcomed. So I, I feel like to empower my clients, I ask them, what does authenticity mean to you? What does that look like to you? And how much of that do you even want to show? Hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts, actually, oh and how gosh. maybe y'all are authentic in your work or what you choose Mm. parts Ooh. of yourself to be authentic
1: yeah well I like what you said about you know picking and choosing assessing how much of yourself you want to give um mm-hmm. for me what I have heard a lot from leaders in the community is that it is important for you to bring your authentic self to the space that you're leading but I think mm-hmm. with people being in a space of privilege or in like, I guess like a higher rank, mm-hmm. you have the privilege of being yourself. But if you're like new yeah. in your career, mm-hmm. you probably have less of an opportunity to do that. And like, I guess your the words that you use were um, safety and it might not be mm-hmm. safe for people who are new in their careers to be authentic because you don't know very many people you, you haven't built those networks. Um, I personally Mm -hmm. feel like it is really important to bring your authentic self to work, although it is a process and it takes a lot of time Mm -hmm. to get comfortable, especially if you come from like marginalized communities. Like if you identify with a group of people who are traditionally like ostracized just for being it's hard to feel like it's okay to be yourself. Yeah. Um. I think I have yeah. a luxury of like having been in my field for a, a long time at this point where it's like, I, I don't really care as much what people have to say. And I also feel like I've built enough uh like street cred for like lack of a better word. I have enough street cred behind me where Like the work that I do speaks for itself and who I am isn't a reflection of my work. Um, And I also like that you brought up earlier in this conversation, this idea that like it's okay to detach yourself from Mm -hmm. the path in that you are not the path that you choose uh career-wise. So I think what's helped me is knowing that I am not my job and the job is not me. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's easier for me to navigate those spaces and come to work as myself. Although I do feel that I um, am selective in how much of myself I share with people.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that Dustin. I actually look up to you a lot when it comes to authenticity like knowing, me? yeah, you, you <laughs> yes, you, yes, <laughs> <little> <laughs> you,
1: me, little old me. Yeah,
0: no. I think um, you've curated, you've curated a career that really serves you. And when I say career, I look at career beyond a job. I see career as how do you want to show up? How do you want to make an impact? And you do that through your job and also through your passions and through this podcast and through your community. And I feel like you doing all of these things is honoring your authentic self. So just mm-hmm. want to honor you and shed light on that.
1: Qu- quick hey. question for you. Um, yeah. Is it your intention to make me cry? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Feelings. Just I love
0: affirmations. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank
1: you for saying that. That makes me feel really good. Crystal, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Oh my goodness! You know, I feel like being an an instructor, an educator, I get to just show up as myself. Oh. Um, just like it's like kind of built in to this job or this career that I have, um, because I get to teach art, and oh. I get mm-hmm. to just. Play with my students. I, you know, I have stuff like other things that I have to teach, like I have like tech help for like my seniors <laughs> and whatnot, and um, for one of my classes, but I get to teach movement. I get to teach theater. I get to paint with my students. Um, and these are all things that I personally love to do and mm. love to engage with. And I just get to share that love that immense love for art with them and then they share it with me and then I'm just like my heart is so full at the end of the day um and it's it you know it's a lot of work to like really Mm -hmm. curate my lessons so that it's just a space of expression for everybody but it's all worth it and it's just amazing to see like on the daily what my students get to do um, and the art that lives in them. And it's just, yeah, I, I'm i very lucky in that it's all just so built in. <laughs> um, I love that for you, Crystal.
1: Do you feel like you bring yourself differently to different types of people? Because you said that... You have seniors that you teach. You have children that you teach. Are you? How much seems- of yourself do you bring to different audiences?
2: Um, it's pretty much almost the same. Mm. Like there are some things that, like, um, yesterday one of my kids asked me, um, what's your culture? <laughs> I'm what's like, what's your culture? Oh, oh, do you mean like what is my ethnicity? You know and so I got to share like what is culture versus what is what is ethnicity and then I got to share like I'm Filipino and talked about that for a little bit and yeah, it was a nice moment. Oh also I had a book club I have a book club um, with my seniors so I'm in two book clubs y'all okay. <laughs> me search and my seniors and um, the previous book we, we read, I got to choose because we each take turns um, choosing what book the group is going to read, and I got to choose uh, Arsenic and Adobo by Mia Malansala. and so we read a Filipino book together, and then at the end of our little, um, you know, book club session, or once we were done reading this book, we had a little Filipino brunch together. Aw. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Was this
0: for Film History Month? or?
2: It was before Film History Month. Um, Gotcha. We finished the book in September. Um, But, you know, it's just really cool to – because we have really interesting conversations in in this book club, and everyone gets to share, like, their own experiences, and everyone's coming from, like, you know, different history, different culture, like – different unique set of experiences. And then I get to also talk about my experiences and, you know, I get pretty personal sometimes and because they get personal with me. And so it's just like this safe space where we're just talking about our cultures and our histories and how, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe this society has affected us in some way based upon like our, you know, our skin color or if we're, you know, how we identify and all these things. So I bring a lot to, <laughs> I bring a lot of myself yeah. actually, too.
0: I love that and I hope that folks who hear this episode see your example, Crystal, as an example that there are spaces where you can fully bring your authentic self. And I think space, environment and people are very important. Yeah. And even before like you commit to a career or commit to a job. I think that's why it's important to first just be really rooted in who you are and make sure that a career or a job that you have aligns with that. Mm. However, it is unfortunate. Um, cause I, and I see this a lot with my clients. That's not usually how it works. Right. I think a lot of, I work with a lot of, um, millennials specifically, and I think we grew up with a mindset of like, putting our passion away, following the money, following the title. And then as we're following this path, we lose our authentic selves. Um, but I know that the job market and just like careers in general, I, I see it as such an abundant, expansive space. But not a lot of millennial professionals are aware that there are opportunities out there where their authentic selves can align. Um, so I love your example, Crystal. I um hopefully folks who are listening to this um feel some inspiration from that because we deserve to feel like the same love and joy that you feel as well. And I would actually love to share a framework of how to navigate authenticity. Would that be cool? A framework? Yes, Absolutely, yes. Yes, I love frameworks. That's the educator coaching me. Love this. so oh yeah. So the first part of this framework to navigating and reclaiming your authenticity, number one, be rooted in who you are. And it's okay to give yourself time to do this and also give yourself a lot of grace because as we are following a path that we thought we wanted, um, it reconditioned a lot of our mind. So it's totally okay if being rooted in who you are means taking some time. This involves like doing inner work, being honest with yourself, Unlearning, relearning, really connect back to like your culture, your upbringing, and your why. So that's number one. Number two, I would say have courage. I think being authentic takes a lot of courage, and building trust with people who will receive your authenticity. And this doesn't have to be like right away. Like it can start off with, um, for example, if you're in the workplace, maybe start being authentic with your coworker. Then when you feel comfortable from them, be authentic with your teammate. Then after that, be authentic with your manager and then be authentic with more folks after that. It can be a slow process because I know that also being authentic can be a scary thing. So number two, have courage. Then number three, assess where your authenticity gets to show up um, and where it can even be sustained. Because I think you can be your authentic self in the workplace but maybe that just means showing like 80% of yourself. And it's totally okay if you don't show the 20%. So assess where authenticity gets to show up and where it's sustained. Um, And then number four, continuously check in with yourself. Like, does this feel right? Does this feel aligned? And number five, which is my favorite part of the framework, you can always leave. Mm. So the beautiful part about being an authentic human is that it's very human to change. So if something doesn't feel authentic anymore, you can always leave and reassess. Uh, but overall, that's my framework. I try to stay grounded in this, too. It's helped me a lot in my life and in my career. and has kept me in the path that I'm in now. And yeah, I hope this framework helped you too as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, question about that, the framework. Yeah. How do you know whether something is no longer authentic?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is going to be me getting a little woo-woo. <laughs> I'm here for the woo-woo. <laughs> and where logic kind of just like, not that it doesn't exist, but it's taken a backseat Um. And this is where I'm also going to bring some like Filipinoness in this.
1: Yes please. I think
0: um as Filipinos we are it is in our blood and our DNA to be naturally intuitive. And I genuinely feel like we have a lot of inner wisdom within us from our upbringing, from our resilience, from our ancestors, from our culture. So as cheesy as it is, I like to pause and reflect and just check in literally within myself and if it feels good. Mm. and based on that i think that's how i can tell if something is authentic or not that is me personally though specifically someone who is filipino and someone who is grounded in my culture and with my ancestors um but yeah that's how i would answer just really check in with how you're feeling how it sits in your body because you would know and then also um it can be something that develops over time too. Like maybe you don't feel the discomfort yet, mm-hmm. but maybe the discomfort continues to develop over time and just gets stronger inside of you. So you may not even feel it fully yet. It's gonna. It's probably going to take some time.
2: What are some like maybe signs of discomfort that you have yeah. maybe seen in your clients that maybe could... Um, if someone's listening, he's like, oh, actually that, hmm, that sounds familiar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, oh, I think something that really helps me is, um, when I ask my clients, like, does this feel aligned to you? Mm-hmm. And they're giving an answer. Like I can tell from their energy that it's just not there, it's just not connecting with them anymore. And Mm -hmm. I feel like they're giving me a fake answer. So actually, Mm -hmm. maybe a good, a good practice to see if something is aligned with you is to share how you're feeling and share your thoughts with someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I feel like the other person can sense your energy, they can sense if you're aligned with this, if they're convinced or if they're moved by it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do that with all my Mm -hmm. clients, like, they'll tell me like, you know, I want to stay in this job because of X, Y, and Z. And then I'm like, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally, but I'm like, really though? Really? Like I'll continue to ask them like probing questions. And it does get to a point where they eventually start crying. And they're like, no, not really. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's so hard to
2: like veer off the script that we're given. And like, Once Mm -hmm. you kind of, like, see that you've just been reading off the script, it must be Mm -hmm. such a heartbreaking moment that maybe you've been inching up towards, but, like, you don't want to get your heart broken from the truth. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yes. I mean, owning your authenticity can be really scary. And it can hurt, too. It can hurt because... You're going to let go of an image, a goal, a vision that you thought you wanted. Right.
2: Mm. That you've probably held on to for years and years. For a and long years time. Years. Yes. But what is on the other side?
0: hmm Happiness. Oh, what is
2: happiness, joy. You. Mm-hmm. Ah! You. You, oh my you God, are you. on the other side. <laughs> it's like yes. you saying, oh hey, here I am. Where have you been? Oh, it's like, oh yeah, it's me, you, oh my God, me, I love me that. you, <laughs> me, you, you, me, mm-hmm. me, you, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and that you know, I feel like i've I've personally been on this inner inner work journey, and um, I was talking to a guest that you will have listened to or will listen to, uh, uh my Ooh. friend Jenny um she'll be talking about what it means to be a mom um or has talked about what it means to be mom but um i was telling her like i finally feel like my inside has met my outside and i i don't i like i don't i can't really describe uh describe it in any other way but it, it and she said it like She worded it perfectly for me. She's like, Oh, you have integrity between your soul and your body. And I'm like, Oh "Oh my gosh, yes. And it feels great, guys. So do it. It's
0: fine. It's a hard journey,
2: but oh my goodness, it feels good to feel at home in yourself.
0: Yes. Mm. That's actually such a beautiful way to also describe authenticity when your soul meets your body, I always Mm -hmm. tell this to my clients too, but um, it's hard to make life changing decisions, especially if it affects you personally, Mm -hmm. if your mind and your heart are not connected, and if they don't meet in the middle. So what I see a lot with my clients, uh, especially first gen professionals is that the mind is thinking of like this American dream, this pathway, but then their heart is saying something else. And I'm like, Your heart is your ancestral wisdom, y'all. Don't say Uh no to your ancestral wisdom. Listen,
2: (laughs) the ancestors are speaking. Don't be rude. Listen. (laughs) Yeah, you know what's funny is like we're always we are taught to, you know, respect our elders and always listen. Hey, this is a perfect time to do that.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, so true. So true.
2: I mean, Mm. this is a good moment. This is a good a good call, a good moment to to hear what they've got to say.
1: Absolutely. So Ariana, as we close out, uh, I guess a final question for you is if you could speak to our Filipino audience, um, what one thing would you like for them to take away and put into practice immediately?
0: Mm, I love this question. And we did talk about it listen to your body listen to what's what's in your heart and your gut i think that's the most authentic thing you can do the most authentic way to make decisions from a place of honoring being filipino honoring your ancestors honoring the resilience you and those before you have gone through really listen to yourself because there's going to be a lot of external factors from social media from the workplace from your manager even from other people who who drank the the Kool-Aid, telling you not to listen to yourself. So you are your most powerful tool. Your heart and your gut gives you authentic ancestral wisdom and have a conversation with it.
2: Yes, have a convo. Have a, have a confo with the real boss, which is you. Oh my yes. gosh. You. Yes. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: You're the real boss, guys. The You're the real, real boss, one, the real one. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for being here with us, Ariana. So so thankful for you and your time. Yes,
2: yeah, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me again. Yes, thank you so much. It was so great to see you. Yes. Me searchers, thank you all for being here. You boss person you. <laughs> <laughs> everyone it was a pleasure this was Ariana De La Rosa
1: and follow Ariana at empower first and don't forget be a me searcher follow us at MeSearch podcast and check us out online at me we're
2: gonna get to the bottom of things
1: this is me folks <laughs>